I like to leave that part in for Greg. Welcome in. It is Courts of Thunder. How about that? He's Greg Rose. We're back. I'm Glenn Clark. Uh, if you're asking us what the plans are for the next couple of weeks, the answer is we don't know. We have no idea. We're here right now and maybe again. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put us in the same category as Serena Williams here. But yeah. I don't know. This It might be a swan song. It might be a first round and out swan song, but I'm here and I want to enjoy it um and i'm i just needed someone to talk about this us basically Open to glenn and so we i guess we just are egotistical enough we might as well record it that's not we've got we've got lots of people that always tell us they appreciate the fact that we put this effort in unfortunately it's just not easy for us we're very busy this, this time of year is um, tough but it's also a beautiful time of year my excitement for football and then this all at once hell yes all right let's get into it I guess I should turn the volume up on the audio. Um, yeah, it's that's the thing. I really wanted to do an emergency show uh, the day of the announcement. Announcement, as I put in air quotes. I wanted an emergency show that day, but it just didn't work out. Obviously, the subplot to the U.S. Open is, of course, that this is the swan song for uh, Serena Williams. And, you know, I've got a lot of conflicting emotions here, Greg, because... There's a small part of me as such a obsessed Serena fan that I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it it's time. It really is. I don't want to watch Serena. I know you felt this way, you know, with Venus the last couple of years, right? Where I I want to watch Serena, but do I want to watch this Serena? I I don't know. She really does come off as being at peace with where she is in her life and her career, and if that's the case, I I love this. I love Does she? I, I don't mean know that, that. I thought the story did. I thought the story to me came off as someone who was, was. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say, but what to me was interesting or fascinating, but that was sort of how open she was, and she's not necessarily always the most open um, mm-hmm. superstar about how brutal it was, you know, for her to have to give up tennis, just like that. It pained her. It wasn't, and maybe that's true for a lot of players and certainly people of her stature, but she was just like, I wish it didn't have to end. But okay. It does. I, I agree with that, but I, I got the sense you're, you're right, but I got the sense that she knows that she knows it does. And that she is excited about the world around her. And I don't think she wants to struggle either. I, I just, I don't get the sense that she really wants to keep dragging this thing on if she can't be Serena Williams. And I think if we're being frank, she can't be Serena Williams. No, right. Not right now. And if she, if she just folk, as she sort of mentioned, if that's all she was focused on the last year and you know, there wasn't family and not to mention her businesses and she wants to have another kid. And that's really, I think what is putting a deadline on this, but yeah, I, I think she could, um, but I, I think it's interesting we're taping now, not that day be- that she announced the retirement, because then it was like, OK, we get this extended warm up mm-hmm. um, to appreciate her at, at the end. And now we have a different context, which is absolutely lowered expectations yep. for what the U.S. Open could be. She lost to Harmony Tan in a fun match in, at Wimbledon, where actually, you know, it, it wasn't an ama- amazing level, but it was a lot of fun. And and I think, in, you know, thought made you think, OK, with a little more work, um, some optimism. Then she goes to Canada 
I, I watched both of her matches. She played pretty well against Benchich, I thought, who who was great that night. And that was the day after she announced her retirement. And there was all the emotion in the world there. And she seemed to be struggling with it. You know, they're giving her the the presents mm-hmm. and they're saying what a great night it was. And she's getting teary. And I was like, OK, that's what this I guess that's what this is going to be. And then Cincinnati was such a downer because she didn't seem 100% physically. There were reports they put off her first round match because she wasn't 100% physically. And she was not enjoying that experience. She was either not healthy or not feeling comfortable with the whole situation. And it just makes you realize, I think she she wanted to announce the retirement ahead of time for tennis, for herself, for everything. But it does make it a little harder. Oh, the and weight, that was, yeah. In, you know, she went, they wanted to do a post-game ceremony there. You know, they had it set up and she just put her head down and, and in that moment was not comfortable doing that. And then just left the stadium. Didn't, and that's, that was the last we heard from her before this week. Now people watching practice this week saying she's moving much better. The practices have looked pretty good. So I think if you're a Serena optimist, I think there is, I because it's Serena, I I still am an optimist oh, I can't. that some I, good I, things could happen. Look, I love I love Serena, but I can't pretend like I can join you there. I can't. I I know. Okay, well, the- well, let's just talk specifically like her first round matches mm-hmm. against Danka Kovinic. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Danka Kovinic is actually uh, Serena Williams has won a match um, more recently than Kovinic mm-hmm. uh, because I, I forgot to mention she also played in in California in San Jose the week before she announced the retirement, she did win a match there and then um, lost uh, a a decent second round match. Why am I blanking on who that was? Oh yeah. Sorry. I'll tell you in (laughs) Um, two seconds, but either way, Kovinic is on a four match losing streak. I don't know much about her. She's 80th in the world. She's a clay specialist. So it's about as good a first round draw. I think Glenn that you could have and even one more win I think would be special. And then if she happens to get some confidence and is in good form here, Glenn, I got to say, I I went through it. Her eighth of the draw to make the quarterfinals has almost no one in good form. So I'm just saying if, if she was ever going to do something miraculous and have a Jimmy Connors like run where she makes like, let's say the quarters, the draw is there for it. You have that Kovinich first round and then you have Contavite who's the two seed. It's almost perfect because that would be amazing. Serena beating the two seed. But the reality is Contavite, I went and looked at this, Glenn has not beat a top 50 opponent since April. She's playing like a 40th player in the world. So if there's any form for Serena at all, I'm just saying she got a good draw. That's okay. Um, I would actually argue that the trickiest part of that quarter, or not that quarter, but that little eighth, um, might be Tomlanovic. Tomjanovic. Like, that might be the player that, like, you would struggle with. Well, that's with. a good point. I you sort know? of overlooked her, was looking at the seeds, because Kachikova's there, not in form. Yep. Trevisan's a seed somehow. Uh, Layla Fernandez has been injured and up and down. So it was like no one, no one in great form, but you're right. If she had to play Tomlanovic third round, I mean, by then, who knows? By then I would sure, feel it, like I was point. so satisfied that she won two matches. I agree you know? with she, that. If I, she beats Contavite, that's her moment. But I even agree. the first round after the summer we've had, I'm, I'm into it. Yes, I would like to celebrate Serena a little bit. And I do would like this thing to drag out a little bit more. I, I hope, I hope that when she gets tested, it doesn't become a... I'm ready for it to be over type of feel where she just doesn't want to go for the fight. Like she's just ready for it all be over at that point. I hope that's the case. I think we can't imagine it. it. This is, um, I can't imagine it. Uh, 
Like it's a Serena Williams retirement. I know it's not going to happen. I know. I know that sort of happened in Cincinnati, yeah, and, and I totally my my brain is messy. She did not play uh, in, in San Jose. In San Jose. Yeah. She won a match in Canada bef- the day before she announced it. That's where I was getting confused. She did win a match, right? A, a pretty straightforward match um, against a similar level play- player as Kovinich. I mean, even if she just gives us a one first round win, uh, I think everyone who loves Serena maybe knows enough to celebrate that. Like. You know, like it's a big deal right now, you know, sure. to enjoy that moment. Just, this is what we've got and we accept that and, and it's what it is. And I, you know, the shame obviously is that she never got to 24. But as you and I have talked about over and over and over and over again, that's not a real record. That doesn't mean anything. We wanted her to get it because Margaret Court is despicable. Like we wanted to get it. <laughs> Because we just wanted to have another reason to never have to say Margaret Court's name again. But we well, right. Mar- Margaret Court won all those Australian Opens when no one would even play him. Like you know, the the good players weren't even going there. It was like sixteen thirty players. It's a ridiculous comparison. The the main reason I wanted it for her though is because she wanted it so bad. And right. like, look that that got into that article. That yep. got like a couple paragraphs. Yep. So. I, I get it. Unfortunately, I, it became a, a real something that was disappointing for her as she lost those. What is it? What was it? Four Grand Slam finals correct. since um, the birth of she was child, pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I, look, I, I wanted it for her. I wanted Margaret Court to be erased from the history books because Margaret Court is garbage. But we can't pretend like it's a real record. We have to. The people no, that know no. have to be the ones that say very loudly there was no record to be chased. That is a fake. That number is farcical. The number that existed is the one that Serena surpassed. She has the actual record, and we have to say that. Like we, yeah, we have anybody who cares about the sport, anybody who knows, because the people outside of it can't possibly understand the difference. Like if you don't love tennis, there's no way that you can understand why it is that Margaret Court's, Court's number isn't the record. So we that do have the responsibility to say. Hey, look, there's no debate. She's got the record. That's the one. That's the one. The only one that matters. And it also gives us more excuses to remind everybody that Margaret Court is garbage. So that's <laughs> that's what we do here. And and for Serena, it's like you know, her the last tournament being in New York, it's just it it's the right way to go out, but it's like she's had some of her uh, most amazing moments there and she's had some of her worst moments there you know one of her most recent grand slam finals certainly against osaka um and it's complicated i don't think new york always embraced serena in the full-throated sort of way that that they would have if it was a a guy or or white guy like it just it was it was different but like that's where you've seen her grow up more than everywhere and that's where she's had more great matches um than anywhere and just since we might not be you know, posting during the tournament. I, I just, I want, I do want to put on the record. Like, I still think because it's Serena Williams <laughs> that she could do some Serena Williams shit. And by shit, I mean like make the quarter. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? If, and if, take us on, or even, I, I don't even, I'm just, right. I refuse to rule it out. Okay. I, I don't think that she has any prayer of winning the tournament. I think that the quarters is extraordinarily unlikely. But if you want me to go to the, hey, it's Serena Williams, don't rule something out, and the other side of it, which is, do other players get caught up in what's going on? Obviously, it didn't happen like when she was going for the career or for the single season Grand Slam. Um, 
that it 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 have impacted her than it no more this than is a tougher situation on paper this is a tougher situation for her i get i'm i'm trying to put myself in the world um where that first matchup i i like it i think she's the favorite despite everything if she's feeling healthy it's not, it, and then I'm trying to live in the world where she does beat Annette Contevite, the two seed. And, and, and the, that's totally viable. And the reaction right. that that what does would that happen do? after that and the wind yep. that could come out of sales. And then at that point, if you're telling me Tomlanovich and Samsonova are the two other most informed players in what I would have said was probably the weakest quarter in the entire draw, yep. then I'm giving her a chance. Yes, I, go. I've got you on Let's that. Go. She has a chance in those yeah. two scenarios. Would I... Okay. What are the uh, now? Present me your odds. Like, what are the odds? I might. Getting? I mean, you're saying you wouldn't. Um, yeah. But I mean, why not? I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't don't. Do I'm not worried about that. I'm. I'm thinking about Monday night, and I'm thinking, um, that she she has spent. I I know it's not going to be easy, but I think she wants. She doesn't want to go out on a four match losing streak, Glenn. She just doesn't. And I just feel like whatever she's could do these last two weeks to get herself ready, like. Hopefully she's there. And Contavite, like I said, hasn't beaten, like has barely won two straight matches in a while. And so we'll see. We'll see. All right. So make a prediction Sorry. though for the entirety of the quarter because that's your girl's quarter oh. too. That's 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 Owns. Oh, as well. Owns is the, up there Owns, at the sorry. top, right? Yep. Well, I'm, I'm going to take Serena to the quarter because I want to. I love you. I, I love you. I love you for the fact that you are going that far with this. I truly love that you're willing to ride that. For what it's worth, Ons, you know, since winning Wimbledon, she sort of went on a victory parade, you know, tour, and it was a big deal back in Tunisia. Hasn't won a, many matches on the hard courts. She would play American Shelby Rogers in the third round, who who's in great form, and that would be a, a good match and a, and a tough one for. Her. By the way, you just you know you, you just gave her winning Wimbledon. Well, I did. Yeah. I said since Wimbledon. Did I, I say you winning? said winning Wimbledon. Yeah, oh. yeah. Which that's what it felt. It did feel like that more than like any uh, runner-up I could remember in a while. So it felt I, like I, she. I was she rooting. Won. I was rooting for it. It just unfortunately <laughs> because she like went and met the president of her country and she did all this. It was stuff. a hell of a run. Like her, yeah. it was her moment. Um, and yet you're right. She did not. Unfortunately, that was not the case. She did not win Wimbledon. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, I will put. God, will I put Hans through? I. It is. That's the funny thing about it is you're a hundred percent right about how wide open it is. I yeah, it, the the other uh, I guess eighth there is or sixteenth there is Kudermatova and Kasakina, mm. who um, you know both have looked fine. Kasakina won San Jose and then didn't do much in the Masters. Kasakina because Kasakina is a badass. I would love to see her go on a run. How many um, how many people come out um, fully as a lesbian? And say some things about the Russian government and yep. what's happening there to the point where she maybe can't return and then win the next tournament it's pretty that she badass. plays in, in San Jose. It's pretty badass. Pretty badass. I'm with you on that. I'm going to put Ons through to the semis. Uh, let's go to the Halep and, uh, and Sakari portion. Courts of Thunder. Um, you want to talk about Maddie Keys or no? <laughs> you want? Yeah, well, that's, that's the circulable match to me in the whole third round matchups keys coco i i am i hate it i hate it i, I hate it i we, greg and i when we uh text each other back and forth the, the, there has been a trope about maddie keys over the years is that like you just want to believe you so badly want to believe with maddie keys and every time you do you're reminded why you shouldn't um and grand slam finalist yes in this very tournament yep uh where she lost multiple 
two what two other semis i believe including one i think in this tournament another one so she's she's done it here she in terms of making a big run and she, and in, she obviously in is the finalist off, of cincinnati she's coming off yeah. a very good run in cincinnati as well um semi-finals semi-finals yeah say, she lost she Kibitova. beat she beat so right. many good players i lost track i am um i want to believe and i don't have a specific reason why i shouldn't other than it's, it's maddie keys how do i well because she's playing coco round three i mean that's a brutal matchup i i would have liked both of them because i'm a homer i i think they're both in like if you just say who's in good hardcourt form and good overall form overall you know, coming into this tournament, I would put them both in the top ten. What Absolutely. so? What was the story in Coco in Cincinnati? What was going on? Well, she with she withdrew with an injury. She had played a ton of tennis in Toronto. She made the semis in in singles. Looked fantastic. Um, became the number one player in the world in doubles mm-hmm. in Canada, winning the finals there. Um, she won a match and then pulled out um, after turning her ankle, but she seemed very positive, like immediately the next day and that night. And I get the sense it was a very much a precautionary thing. And I, I think Glenn, this summer, I have just me personally. I think I've, I'm higher on Coco right now than I've ever been in her career. I, I even think- though the results haven't. Quite been there. The eye test, I could see it. I agree on the eye test. The other thing I agree on is that she hasn't withered post. Remember, we talked about this after the French Open. That there's the question of in in the aftermath of your most consequential result, do you wither? Is it difficult mm. to back that up? I remember having that conversation, and I said my my standard isn't that she's got to go win the slams or win a tournament or anything. It's just does she still did did you show that that moment didn't overcome you and i agree with you that i think that she has backed up nicely she has continued to play good solid tennis do i like her to come out of the quarter nah. well that's the toughest i mean that's to me that's she drew the toughest third round match you could you could maybe with with keys i mean the names that keys beat in in Cincinnati was Sviantek, Ostapenko. I think Rabakina was in there. But but Goff, here's some people she's beaten this summer. Kalanina, who to me is a good player. Osaka, Rabakina, Sabalenka. I mean, those are some good wins on hard court that she's, that to me just watching her, I think she's playing at a pretty high level. Um, but yeah, it's loaded because the, the winner, in theory, if they get through, the winner of that is pl- probably playing Halep. And um, and there's good names below her. Too. Well, below her, there's Haddad Maya, who I feel like is the we got to talk about. That's that to <laughs> me is the story of the summer, right? I guess her and Garcia. Yeah, that's Garcia, the other sure. like third round, the other third round that I was circling, and that's sort of the like if you know, you know match of the yep. year because they've weirdly they're right there with Iga in terms of titles won this year. Um, Garcia wins off the Cincinnati. Top of my head, they've at least won two, yeah, maybe three. Um, and they're both, you know, they've, they're both in great form and they would play each other in the third round. Weirdly, my son is a Caroline Garcia fan. That's I, don't odd. Know that. I don't know where that came from, but that's cool. I mean, I can it for no reason. And he, the minute he started rooting for her, she was ranked about 70th and she's now seated 17th at this tournament after like blitzing this summer. <laughs> she has, she has him to thank. Um, Adamaya won both her tournaments on grass and then makes the run to the final in Canada and takes a set from Halep in the final. 
um, right. in Canada. I, I'm kind of all in on a Dodd Maya right now. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I love Zachary and Simona Halep's is about as steady as you can ask for at this point in the women's game. But I think I'm going Hadad Maya all the way to the semis. Okay. Uh, I really think it, I really think Coco keys can make a, a long run here and it's a brutal matchup. I I'm kind of, I feel the same about Garcia as you feel about okay. Hadad Maya. Okay. A, an interesting player who's bounced all over the place in her career, but has won three masters titles. It's unbelievable. <laughs> isn't it? That's unbelievable. And I got to say, I haven't watched her much in my life until recently because my son became right. a fan randomly. And I can see, like, she's sort of, Andy Murray's famous for once sending out a tweet that said, like, this girl right. is a future number one when she was set. I, I can see what Andy Murray sees. I mean, anyone could see it. Just pure overall talent, like athleticism plus ball striking. I, she's up there. I get she's it. up there at the very top. And like she, she's in unreal form right now. Um, so I give her, I give her a shot to get all the way through there. But because I'm a homer, I actually do feel like Coco is ready for this. I think she's mentally tougher than Keys. I hope you're right. I think she's ready to make a run. I agree Let's about the part about him, her being mentally tougher. I hope you're right about it. That is a tough, tough quarter. Yeah, that's the toughest. Courts of Thunder. Um, all right, so the other half of the women's draw, I guess let's start up top. That's where Iga is, and this comes back to sort of the, the, the question that we've been asking of Iga, which is for as good and as dominant as she can be in times and on certain surfaces, is it going to translate to all surfaces at some point? And I think the answer this year was yes, but it's just how much. Like, is, is it dominant number one yes? Or is it winning the Sunshine Double, Indian Wells in Miami, which is an incredibly difficult achievement no, that's, that's to fair. Masters yes, tournament back in March fair. when you're in your top form, but like you're not necessarily like a Serena or like Osaka when she was on hard courts that it's just like you go into the tournament and she's the favorite. And I would say at this point, you, you got to say she's maybe she's if you had to pick one person she's the slight favorite but I, I actually wouldn't um i mean on hard courts this year she's two and two she lost to keys she lost to Haddad maya we just talked about them and like those aren't the worst losses she also lost to garcia on clay um after wimbledon which was strange that they even played that uh but that it was in her hometown so that makes sense um you know she's like four and three in her last you know four three four months so how can she be a, a favorite i i agree I agree. How, <laughs> how can she be a favorite at this point? Now, again, she is still Iga Swiatek, right? Like, and I'd put her in the top five, and I or I would put like a group of five or six that are about even, and she's one of those. But just because it's hard courts, I wouldn't put her any higher than that. And like if, above, and if we're being fair, the next question is who's taking her out? Well, she played a, a good match against Sloan in Canada. I watched some of that. It was outstanding tennis and she could play Sloan again in the second round here um I if nothing else I think that'll be a, a very watchable match Alexandrova is in her section as the next seed and then below is a, a bunch of names Anisimova Ostapenko who has to play uh Shinwin Zhang who mm -hmm. I, I was ahead of the game on Shinwin Zhang you were very Zhang. much ahead of the game and she she's not quite seated at this tournament but I'm sure Ostapenko wishes she was she's she's getting there and she's had some good wins this summer too so 
um, it won't be easy for Iga. I think this this side of the draw in general was a little more loaded. I I hear you, but I feel it's like or at loaded, least this quarter. This quarter, I feel like this quarter is loaded with players that have potential and could win a match. I just don't. Again, the part of this is the way that we talk about uh, women's tennis, and that's why like the Iga thing was such an anomaly, is because. I look at these players and I'm like, do I really believe that, say, Nisimova is ready to win a U.S. Open? She she pulled out of Cincinnati with an injury that did look a little more uh, troubling. Uh, so right. I we'll we'll find out what kind of shape she's in. She plays Putin Seva, who's won some matches this summer. Um, Petra Kvitova is the 21 seed, um, and potentially you could see a Petra Iga round four. Petra, you just never know with her, but she did just make the finals with Cincinnati with mm-hmm. a great run. That Keys Petra match was maybe the best match of the summer I can think of. Wow. Um, in terms of women's tennis, that I can just high level that they both were awesome. <laughs> I watched that match and it was great. Um, Jesse Pegula, you know, not she had a nice run, right? At uh, in Canada, correct? In Canada. I mean, look, she's the highest ranked American here. She's the eighth seed. She has not won a tournament since Washington two years ago. She just makes semis and quarters. And, I, and you wouldn't be surprised if all these other big names like knock each other out and maybe she, you know, she can get through. But she's always in Iga's quarter, it seems like. I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like Iga's beaten Pagula like every other Grand Slam for the last two years. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Feels um, like it. I, I'm willing to, I'm willing, I am willing to put Iga through to the semis here. I'm, I just, I, I get it. There's a lot of players here, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I'm confident. And in fairness, you know, did we think Elise Cornet was beating her at Wimbledon? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know who I'm saying right now definitively. I think this player is defeating Igish Viantek. Yeah, I'm going to overrate Cincinnati and um, just keep picking what my heart wants. And that's a long Petra run okay. All right. in New York. It would be uh, satisfying. And I, she's always like, if she can, I mean, she hasn't been closing yet at tournaments, but I like her drawing the first three rounds a lot to get through. And then I think she's very dangerous if she gets to that. All right. And then one more quarter. And that's where, of course, we find the most important player in all of tennis. Uh, that's where we find Paula, who has had such a strange, like, I don't know what to make of what's going on with Pala. I I'm nervous. I'm concerned. I'm worried. I'm I didn't make like grand statements about Pala the way that I did about like say Alcaraz, right? But like you know, that's my girl. I, I'm I'm very. Is that your fa- That's your favorite player right now, right on the on player. the women's side, yes, and she has been. But I, I I'm nervous. I don't I don't know what's going on. Well, I think it. It's a very easy narrative for me, and maybe I shouldn't just put them together, but I really group her, Contavite, and Sakari together as these three mid-career players who suddenly vaulted up last year in, in a very open women's tour to their best results ever. And they all got into the top five, partly based on um, last year and then partly based on the beginning of this year. And essentially all three of them have really struggled with that 
sort of pressure. And mm-hmm. Sakari talked about it openly that she said she absolutely, when she got to three in the world, it has gotten in her head and that you're going to see a new Sakari. That's what she was saying going into the, the two masters, but it, it, it wasn't, she was still slumping and all, all three of them aren't playing like top 20 players right now. They're kind of playing like where they've been in, in a lot of the rest of their career, unfortunately, which is like a seated player, but not a, not a top, 10 player not a five top five player uh that's exactly what pala has looked like and i i i believe she's lost three straight matches uh glenn she pulled out Kasakina, of one of them correct she she pulled out yeah kasakina yeah. she retired against putin seva and then she lost against tomlanovich all people who are like in pretty right, good correct. form but here's why it's weird she's had some ugly score lines a lot of six twos in there mm. six ones yeah. there's a six oh well, it was Tomlanovich. Did she win a set again? Who was it? She but, won. Bedosa won, or as I should say, because I've started listening to the tennis podcast. Oh, and yeah. Good pronunciation. And they go, Bedosa. Bedosa. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Right. Bedosa. Uh, yeah, she won the first set and then lost 6-0, 6 So yeah. I, I don't know what's up with your girls. Yeah, She's that's sorry. concerning. That's concerning. Speaking of concerning, um, you think Naomi's getting out of the first round? Well, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the merch. I would say... Um, Naomi, her loss in Cincinnati was was to me. I know she's had a lot of um, tough moments in her career, like emotionally and different things that have gone on. But just pure tennis wise, I feel like this summer is actually the lowest moment of her career of just like not feeling the ball and not playing bad tennis because there's nothing there's no drama going on. I've just watched these matches and and she's just not playing well. She's just like really struggling to keep the ball in the court. Um, that said, kind of like Serena, I do think there's greatness inside of her. She's won four hard court slams in the last five years, and um, she's got a good looking draw. Daniel Collins in the first round. Collins hasn't won a match in four or five months. I'm not even sure if Collins is going to play that match. She's like 0 and 3, and she's had a lot of injury issues. Um, and there's a possible Osaka Radakanu third round. That would be something. <laughs> um, I'm not. Are you sure? So so sure that Radakanu is getting past Elise Cornet in the first round? No, that was a brutal draw for both of them. I do think Radakanu. I don't know if it was just the moment, but her two matches against Serena and Vika, and even her loss after that, which was a good match. Um, it was the best she's looked since she won the U.S. Open. Right. So I think if you're a Radakanu fan, you come in with a little bit of optimism here. She could defend um you know her title with some verve you know make a second week i think i think the way she looked in in cincinnati she's got a chance uh sabalenka rabikina also in this quarter um and venus Venus, yeah also down there who does venus play van oitwink yep okay maybe i mean maybe maybe that's all i can say maybe I can't. She looked good, Venus, for like a set against Pliskova, but for the most part, and she's she played in all the tournaments, and she went zero and three. Um, only played well for stretches, like for one set where she lost like a tight set to a good player, and then she would the second set not as close. So yeah. All right, who you taking? Well, you know I'm a Venus fan. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. Um, that's well, this could be Venus's last. I, I assume it's kind of. No, I kind of doubt it. Actually, really, I think. I think she wants to keep playing, and maybe she'll she'll do one more. Got to pick. I don't know. Who are you going with? I'm. We didn't mention Pliskova is a 22 seed here, not as high a seed, but she did have a good run in Cincinnati. Benchich is there. She's had a decent summer. 
I have no idea why. Again, this is a this is this is what I'm used to in the women's game is this wide open, literally anybody could win type of thing. And so I, Belinda Benchich also is in this quarter. Um and God, she's played well. Um Sabalenka, I think's kind of righted the ship. She's a six I, I agree seed. It's not that. been a disastrous year. Rabakina, I've watched how she's handled post Wimbledon. Yep. And I don't think she's handling it poorly. I know she didn't have like great results, but she kind of just looks like she was before. You know, I think she has a chance here. I I'm going Sabalenka here. I'm going hmm. Sabalenka. I'm just gonna go Naomi, um, just because <laughs> this is what I want to do. Why not? Actually, Why not? you know, I know she's coming in with absolutely no momentum, but I would say if there is a person in this draw to come in with no momentum and got a good draw to get it going, I, like I said, I think. I, I think there's a chance. Okay. A chance. All right. I, History's instructive. I'm going bold. Haddad Maya wins the U.S. Open. I'm going <laughs> all kinds of bold. Why not? What the hell? We're doing a show. Let's get to the man. Courts of Thunder. Um, obviously, the story, of course, is who's not there. Um, look, I don't. I don't even know what there is to say about it anymore, Greg. I really don't because I'm going. By the way, Coco uh, Petra final. Ooh, are you going to go as far as bold to say that Coco... Let's, let's have Coco win pick, this. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Have Coco win the U.S. Okay. I actually love that. Oh, God, I might want to go back and rewrite mine and pick Coco. I love <laughs> that. Serena's last grand season. Right? Oh, Coco takes that. I love it. Um, I've got, I've got, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out on the Djokovic thing. I really am. He knew what was going to happen. He's decided he's not going to play in the U.S. Open. You can have whatever opinions you want to have about it. He decided he didn't... There's nothing left to say, yeah. It's know. bizarre that he's... You know, ham. You know, really take it out this portion of his career and letting these other guys get a better chance. But it, that's what he chose to do. That's that's his choice. There's nothing nothing else there is to say about it. So let's just start going through the bracket. Um, at the uh, by the way, again, as as strange as the women's side has been, uh, it ain't like the men's side in the summer has made any more sense. Oh, I say it make. I would yeah. say it made less sense by a by a decent margin. What brain? Carreño Busta and Chorich winning the two hard courts masters. I, I, I meant, I really, I had written down that I wanted to go back and find out how much money you would have made if you had made a $20 bet on the two of them winning those two tournaments oh before they began. Oh, yeah. I can't even fathom. Um, so I, I have no idea what to make of this going into the tournament. And in that first quarter, you find... By the way, for the record, the odds on the women's side, uh, Greg, you were right. Uh, I'm pulling these from FanDuel. Uh, mm-hmm. Iga is the favorite, plus 390. Then Simona at 8 to 1. Coco, 15 to 1. Sabalenka, 18 to 1. Garcia, 18 to 1. And Rybakina, 21 to 1. Um, wow. I, I do. I, I Garcia is the name that I was thinking other than Coco to win the title. And they'll have to play each other, I think, if they somehow both got there much earlier than that. Um, but I don't think that's that crazy. Uh, I don't think it's nuts. I'm with you. So, Daniil is the favorite on the men's side, which makes sense to me. It it does. I get it. Nadal won What's two... his number and what's Nadal's number? Uh, they're closer. Far closer. Daniil's uh, plus 230. Nadal's plus 380. Um, okay. But I think that's right. I think Daniil is the favorite to win the tournament. He just won it a year ago. Um, I Part of it is... If we had seen an informed Nadal, right, like really tear up the summer, I would go into this tournament and say 
But we still have so many questions about, you know, his ability to hold up throughout the course of these two weeks that until we start to see it, I think Daniil should be the favorite going in. Okay, so that last 30 seconds, just for our listeners, was actually a, a taped recording of what Glenn had said about Nadal for like the last five st- grand slams. Now, that's, now wait a which second. Like no one's beating them. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's true, but but I reserve the right. Give me, give me, give me a week in, and I'll change my mind, and I'll say. Well, spoiler alert: I think Nadal is the favorite. I think he's, if I have to choose someone to win this tournament, I'm taking him. Just lost to Borna Korich. Okay, how does that loss look? Um, a little bit I, later with George holding up the trophy after beating uh, Sitsipas and, and having a great run there. Not as bad. George was like on another planet for that week. I hear And you. that was Nadal's first match back. It was a weird, it was a weird moment. Okay. It, Let, let's, let's, let's stick to the quarters, stick to the quarters. Well, here's, here's what I was going to get to though. I, I, I would have a pretty solid top five of like who I think can win this tournament. And curious would be in it. I would I, have like, I, I would agree. have Medvedev. Okay. I, agree. I would have him and Nadal slightly above like Sitsipas, Kyrgios, and who else do we even want to throw in there? Like that might be the tier two for me. Is just those two other guys. But you're and looking. So in, you're looking at. But they got to play each other the in the thing. round of sixteen. Medvedev, Kyrgios. That's yeah. the thing. And I don't know that I believe that Kyrgios is ready to beat Medvedev on a hard court right now. I he just I, did. I'm, right. In no, a my, fi- in no, a that fi- was a, in a five um, setter. Yeah, in a five setter. In, I think that's fair. I think Medvedev doesn't totally pass the eye test right now, but he like is so good that even his like B minus game is great. But he did lose to Kyrgios in Toronto. Right. He won um, Los Cabos. He you know makes a long run uh, in Cincinnati, but then loses to Sitsipas the, yeah. the first time he's ever lost to him on a hard court. It just I I agree with you. He should be one of the two favorites, um, but I don't think Kyrgios is a big underdog in that match. He just hasn't shown that he can do it like that uh, at like a hard court five set major. But he did just show it at Wimbledon. I and hear he you. Back, and he backed it up with a great Washington title, and then he goes to Canada and beats Medvedev there. Um has a weird match in Cincinnati in the quarters, but he gets to the quarters from the first round. He's not getting any of these buys. Like, so he has won a lot of matches here and really backed up that Wimbledon. You talked about Coco, like Kyrgios yeah. seems more fired up than ever. But pick, so pick him to reach the semis. Do it. I will. You will? I will. I will. I'm picking Pablo Carreño Busta. Oh my gosh. Stop I'm that. I'm doing that. I'm not doing I that. Saw, I saw some like tennis hipster be like, oh, I can't believe they put Kyrgios and Kokonakis in the first round on, on Arthur Ashe instead of Cranio Busta versus what? team. And I was like, I love tennis. Yeah. No one, even if you love tennis, you don't I do not need team Cranio Busta Te- on um on Arthur Ashe. This is the weird part about okay. This, I we you and I have talked about team a lot over the years. I'm so indifferent towards him. And I get it, like we've been inspired to want to root for the guy. Because of everything that he's been through, but U.S. We, Open champion, we, don't forget. Yeah, thank Not you. That long yeah, ago. Sh- sure, sure. You put that in quote. U.S. Open champion, um, the the champion of that. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm so uninspired by Dominic Team, the tennis player. Like he's just never done it for me. 
and I'm glad that he's back. I hope that I hope that he can get his career back on track for him. But he started winning a few matches. Yes. Nothing like that made you think that he was back to being a top thirty player, but at least back to that he's like a touring pro that has a chance to win that match against Karina Busta. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect him to, but that he has a chance. One other match just in this quarter to circle. Jack Draper. Ah, so glad you brought the it UK up. UK versus Felix uh, Oji Eliassine. Yeah. Um, second round. Second round match. That's a tough yeah. one. Felix has been in pretty good form, but kind of like Bedosa, when yeah. he loses, he loses so badly that you're like, what is happening? But he's also, like, when you say he's in pretty good form, I feel like he's in really good form until he plays somebody. You know what I mean? Like Right, but even for, for him, that's better. He's the sixth seed at this tournament. Did he Glenn. beat he beat where, he he beat Cam Cam Nori somewhere this summer, right? Yeah, and he also he he had like in Canada, which you would expect to be his, you know, a great moment. Like he just got absolutely crushed in the quarters. Uh, I'm blanking on who it was against, uh, but it was not remotely competitive. It was and Casper Rude. Yeah, and before one and before and that, yeah, before that, he looked like the best player in the tournament. So he's always a little up and down to put it nicely just like mentally um but he is the sixth seed here he's he's definitely like uh more consistent than he's ever been in his career put um, it that way. jack draper is a thing we I mean, we have to acknowledge that jack draper is a thing and it's it's happening not not like carlos alcaraz is a thing like jack draper is a thing that's going to be relevant in the next am i years. reading the draw right yes that's a second round match and that that is a dangerous match yes, for felix very, very much so all right, to the uh, second quarter here. We can, you can. Courts of Thunder. That's where we find uh, pass coming off the run to the final. And I, I guess we say that makes him in form coming into the U.S. Open, that he looks like he's good. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think he passed. Uh, we were talking about eye tests. He just, he looks a little. Um little more consistent his serve was good i was impressed with that match i haven't seen a ton of them um but look that was a big deal for him now he's terrible in these finals like i would never pick him to win this tournament because like in the chorich match was a good example he's had some really weird finals and not that you lose the match but just sort of how he went he just acted weird uh (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't know what was happening. He was either well, tired he's a or weirdo. tanking. Like or... let's be honest, he's a strange dude. He's a strange dude. But I would say he's he probably should feel he should feel really good. And his draw is is pretty open. He's got to have Cressy as the first seed he plays. Nishioka's in there who had a, a nice run in Washington. Um, but there's you know until maybe Berrettini in the round of sixteen that would be a really fun. There's a lot of good men's round of sixteen matchups on paper. Well, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Berrettini right now either. Yeah, um, but you, he kind of like Naomi, uh, into a lesser degree. Serena, don't you think if you get handsome Matt here, a couple matches in New York where he's had so much success? I know he's the 13 seed, but if he actually got to that Sitsipas match, it's like okay, uh, okay, all right, all right. I'll buy that if you get it, once he's into the tournament. Yes, he can beat a lot of guys. Okay, I, I'll. Well, he has had a weird year. He looks so good on grass, and then. COVID knocked him out of Wimbledon. Right. And then, yeah, he didn't do much on the hard courts, unfortunately, in, in the lead up at all. And he's um, the 13 seed. You're, you know, he's a little lower than he's he's been in a while. We find Taylor Fritz in this quarter as well. And it 
it feels like this is an opportunity for Taylor Fritz to have a moment if he's ever going to have a moment. Yeah. Well, I think this is certainly, I think he'll have multiple chances for moments. I'm, I'm definitely higher on Taylor Fritz by a lot than I was a year ago at this time. I agree with that, but he, it's not like he had a particularly spectacular summer. You know, no, he he's he was coming off of an injury and that's his deal. Um, you know, he cramped up in the first tournament back. He he seemed to run out of gas like he just doesn't he hasn't seemed to be in total playing shape, which is an who absolute. Did, who concern. did he beat after Kyrgios in Cincinnati? So he beat Kyrgios and then he beat was it Rublev? He beat Rublev, right? Yep. Yep. He beat Rublev. When, when he's looked good over the last year, and I would include Wimbledon, certainly and obviously Indian Wells, and even those matches there, when he's looked good, he's looked quite good glenn he's looked like a guy who kind of looks like a 10 seed and that's mm-hmm. what he is like mm-hmm. yeah you you don't really think he's gonna make the semis most likely but like he's a 10 seed like in that it wouldn't shock me if he did and then it's also where we find our other like great america this is this is our real the one that greg and i struggle with so much as far as american men's players which is tommy paul like we we regularly end up in debates about whether or not Tommy <laughs> Paul is actually a thing. Because... Well, he's well, he's a seed. Once you become a seeded player at a Grand Slam, to me, that's like a box checked. It's <sighs> like, I mean, I did not think Tommy Paul would ever get to that level. He plays a very interesting style, and I do find the contrast that him, Fritz, and Corda are all in this section, and that Paul and Corda could play each other. And of all the young Americans, I think, you know, Corda's probably had the most disappointing year by far. Um, Fritz has had the best year and Paul's probably had the most surprisingly good year. So you would, you would say based on form, Paul would have a real chance to beat Corda, beat Kasparud, who's the five seed. And we get like a Fritz Paul little American matchup. I think Fritz has a real chance here to make the quarters or semis. Dude, you don't know. I was about to write it down. Yeah. Semifinal. Taylor Fritz. You put in Fritz? Taylor Fritz. Well, I was going to go there. I actually think Sitsipas is in better form, but Fritz is But more fun you know also, pick. imagine, imagine if it was Fritz and Sitsipas. The, the crowd now hates Sitsipas because this crowd wants to hate Sitsipas. Like, we've been there before. This was the Alcaraz conversation that we had a year ago. All it takes is give me an excuse <laughs> These fans that show up in New York just need anything, any little, like, you know, he barks at the umpire one time, and then he's getting killed for the entirety of the match. You that, would get, be a, that would be a quarter. You get me to a quarter between Fritz and Sitsipas, Fritz is winning that quarter. Like, Steph is getting defeated by the crowd that night, and himself. Mm, all right, you convinced me. Another, I, another player, only- another player, like, Put somebody else from that body. Casper Rude? No. Sits pass wins that. Sits right. pass. Casper Rude's had some hard court success. 100%. He's not like the, the worst five seed in the world. He could get uh, Van Ritoven. Remember him in the second round? Um, in, Andy Murray, by the way, is uh, in this tournament and is playing the 24 seed Sarundalo in the first round. Pretty nice seed to draw. And then the winner would play Millman or Nava. So if Murray was going to have a moment, he got about as good a draw as you could as for an unseeded player. <sighs> Last thing I'll say, and I know you got to go, Glenn, soon, mm-hmm. but I just have a larger point. You know how yes. I, I, I like women's tennis better right now? I think it's... Yes. 100%. I like two out of three sets better. I think the play style is more entertaining. But I, more than I anything, like you anyway. I, think, I think there's more good stories throughout the draw consistently from like round one to the end. It's more okay. just like the men's. It's like I'm just okay. kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. 
I got to say, I think the last couple of years of open space in the men's game has made some of these like second, third, fourth rounds more interesting. Like a, like we're talking Fritz and Paul, and now we have some history with with uh, Berrettini and some of these like round of 16. I think the game has spread out a little bit that it is, is good actually for the men's game. And I'm, I'm a little more into it right now because I see some of these third, fourth round matchups. It's like we have some history with these guys, you know? All right, let's 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 just cover the entirety of the half because I do have to, to get going here in a second, unfortunately. <laughs> the other half. Um, b- by the way, a big bummer. I won't. Greg, shut up. You know what the bummer is about this tournament? Is no Ben Shelton because he lost in qualifying. That's the that's the big bummer about the entire oh, US. I Open. didn't even realize that they yeah. didn't give him a wild card. No, that's... he lost to uh Vanda Sanchulp, right? In qualifying. I'd like to see um I'd like to see who they gave the wild cards to over NCAA champion and um very impressive that. young man yeah. in the in a few hardcore tournaments this summer who you know, Ben Shelton. Um he's going pro by the way. So I can't. I don't know if you I saw can't. that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why would after this summer, why wouldn't he go pro? He just yeah, he just won the NCAA tournament. It's very rare for a guy to go right off of that into the pros um, and winning matches. Beat Casparud, uh, uh, beat Sinego. Like it's been a lovely little summer for Ben Shelton, but not in this tournament. Um, all right, quickly, uh, Dominic Team was one of the wild cards, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, Dominic Team. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't find the rest of the list. Damn query. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Why, really? Query got a wild card over Ben Wait a second. Shelton. Wait Anyways, a second. We don't need to get this. Wait, wait. Maybe did Ben Shelton get a wild card? This is very weird. I'm now reading somewhere else, but I don't see him in the field anywhere. And I know he lost in qualifying. He definitely lost in qualifying. He's in. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'll. I'll we won't edit all this out. No, if correct. This is going to be making money off of this. Yes, we correct. We would have been more professional about this. I know he lost in qualifying. Oh no, okay. he's in. He Let's got, move on. He got a wild card. I'm sorry, Greg. He got a wild card. Where is he? I lied. He was in the Medvedev section. There he was. We just blew right past it. In fact, he's playing a qualifier. Nice. So there you go. He would play um, Basilashvili, likely as a second round match. Oh, by the, the way, ballpark. ooh, that's, that's right. Says, oh. All of a sudden, I'm all in on Ben Shelton in the third round of the U.S. Open. All of a sudden, yeah. I just Shelton went from not had... thinking he was in the tournament to be <laughs> having in oh, the yeah. third round. I'm already like uh, making plans that Friday night to watch him in Medvedev on Ash. Oh my god, I'm all in. All right, <laughs> sorry, I'm glad you corrected that. Thank you, thank you. I screwed it up. It was my fault. All right, we'll we'll speed through the second yes. half. Uh, um, my overall yeah thing to look for is. Look, I like Nadal to win this tournament if I have to take one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he He's who I'm taking. I think it's just been a, a really special year in the history of Rafael Nadal, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe in something special. I would love to see Nadal versus Francis in the fourth round. Tiafo is in about as good, you know, as good form as I think in as as he's been in his whole career. He's a 22 seed. He's lost some tight matches to really good players, um, and he'd have to win a bunch of matches even to get there he'd have to beat schwartzman but that's man that is the match on the men's side like as a fourth round match i just would love to see it uh, with you can't tell me glenn and nadal isn't gonna be entertaining that thing is going five uh, i don't care i don't know if it's going and in fact i would say it's not going five but i'd still think that however long it goes it will be entertaining and that's that's what matters i'm with you on that to me the big I like, story i like francis right now i think he's yes. has a good mindset and yep. good he's in a good place physically and everything my my, my the story of the other half of the draw to me is do we get an adult 
Nadal Alcaraz semifinal. That really is the ultimate story on that that half of the draw. Alcaraz has not had a great summer, but Korich being the one that jumps off the page at you, I'm also still not sure who else in that quarter is really ready to beat him either. Well, yeah, Chorich is a mystery here. He played so well and served so well in Cincinnati. It was one of the most, it reminded me of Marin Cilic in the U.S. Open, uh, winning the U.S. Open in that, okay, yeah, that was random, um, but you can't say that he wasn't the best player in the tournament by far. He destroyed sure. amazing opponents over and over and over. And so I was just like, at, at a certain point, you have to say like, uh, this isn't the other players blowing it. This dude is just on fire. He was ranked 154 going into the tournament, coming off of a bunch of injuries, his shoulder injury. And uh, so that's an interesting third round. If he got there, I mean, Alcaraz is not a heavy favorite. He, no. We could have a Chorich Brooksby second round. So that little section is a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm rooting for there to be an Alcaraz Nadal semifinal. So I, I'm trying to will it into occurring and so i'm just going to roll with it alcaraz and nadal in the semifinals but i do think this is an nadal medvedev final and hmm. I'll, I'll look there is also a part of me that kind of doesn't I'm not, I'm not buying i'm not feeling carlos right now i would i don't, I would I don't blame like you to, for not i would like to see it but don't you also think he's a bit of a gamer too don't you oh, also absolutely. get and the that's sense why, like when it comes down to it, i still think he would beat chorich but that would be a fascinating extremely long So if he match. beats George, I mean, who, else, both is, of those guys, who else is beating him en route to the semis? Really? Okay, so here's here's be... how I would... See, here's what happens. He plays Baez. That'll take way too long. This is Alvarez. Um, then he gets... Let's say he gets Torch or Brooksby. Either one of those guys, I'm putting a minimum five hours on that match. Okay. I mean... Not, I wouldn't like, do that. I wouldn't say that for Brooksby. I, I, don't, I don't believe that for Brooksby. I'm just like, it's got to be a slug. And I just think he might run out of gas at some point. And then one of the people, uh, big serving guys up top, all in okay form. Chilich has played well this summer. Yeah. Herkatch has had a nice year, the 8 seed. Sinner is there as the 11 seed. I think one of those guys maybe ends up. I, I would take those three over Alcaraz, like one of those three getting through. I kind of like Herkatch again, but I did that at Wimbledon and I was dead wrong. All right, I've got I've got Medvedev. I I may I mean this. I almost don't want Nadal to win because I don't want to have to deal with the what if of the year. Like what if he just would have been able to play in the semis? No, at, man, don't be silly, man. At Wimbledon, if he wins three out of I know four it's amazing. I'm not saying any, and he'll be number one at the end of the year. He's right. number one in the race right now. Right. So like a, a big it's US incredible. Nobody's debating that. It's just I right. almost and, don't want to have to think about the no, but what could have be, been. I've I've been one over. I think he wins this tournament. I think he beats Cam Nori in the uh, quarters, and then I'll take him over uh, Herkatch in the semis. All right, we will attempt to do something. I don't know, man. This something. might be my Serena. I'm I, at, I'm in Cincinnati. I'm saying, You're giving me the flowers. I'm saying that at some point next week, Greg and I are going to be tweeting Period. each other or texting each other, and I'm just going to say, dude, let's just hop on here for 30 minutes this afternoon and knock one out. That's that's what I'm saying is going to happen. Next week is much more um, promising than the following week once once the NFL is really here. So, yeah, I'm with you. At Greg Rosenthal on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. Thank you for putting up with our attempts to make this a thing. It's it's not and again, if somebody's got if somebody wants to run the business of Courts of Thunder, message me at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. <laughs> I am inclined to allow you to run the business because it is just too much for me and I apologize for that. Uh for Greg, I'm Glenn. This has been
Courts of Thunder.